The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, who is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Caring for cancer patients is our theme today, but what's really going to happen, Percy, is we're going to have an extended conversation with a doctor who really cares for his patients. Absolutely. In his own words, he said he doesn't treat patients, he cares for them. Yeah. You have a scripture verse to open us up today? Yep. Our, our spiritual nugget is found in Psalms, the eighth chapter, verses three and four, that will highlight this school of thought. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, verse four, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? That's the sentiment of the writer to God. Why do you care for humans so much? We're going to hear a doctor that's going to help us understand how and why he cares for people yeah, so much. Yeah, he really takes that verse to heart, doesn't he? He does. Uh, his name is Lansford Chong. Dr. Lansford Chong will join us in just a moment here on the program. Ever wondered what's going on in the mind of that doctor who cares so much for you as you're in his care or perhaps the care of a loved one that you entrust to a doctor? What's going on with that doctor? Well, you're going to hear from one man's perspective what's going on in his life and heart today, a very humble servant. That's coming up as a part of our program. Another part of our program is a resource we'd like to offer you just quickly, Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. Absolutely. This free downloadable is going to give just some very key essential things for everyone to understand about cancer and when you are engaging with people with cancer. Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. You can download it right now, free, no cost, no obligation, at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And when we come back, you'll meet a very special man who happens to be a doctor. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. This program is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Always glad to have you tuned in. You'll find us online at healthhopeandinspiration.com where you can download this week's featured resource, Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. Percy? Well, with me today is Dr. Lansford Chong, who is a radiation oncologist at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Western Regional Medical Center in Goodyear, Arizona. 
thank you today, Doctor, for being with us and taking time out of your busy schedule. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you. Well, as always, any time that I've ever seen you or met you, I've had a conversation with you, you always look very calm and very relaxed. And and so today I would imagine that you've you've been busy and it's been a long day. And we want to talk a little bit, if you will, to kind of uh, get some insight from you uh, around radiation oncology. And again, from my very uh, limited understanding of radiation oncology, uh, I think it's one of the more exciting aspects of cancer treatment because of the technology that drives it. And technology, as we all know, changes and is ever-changing and is ever-allowing us to do things that quite frankly, we never thought we could do or we didn't have the capacity to do that we're doing today. And so I'm excited about that. But before we talk specifically about radiation oncology, let's talk about what drove and motivated you to become a doctor. Why become a doctor? I'm fascinated by doctors. You know, I'm a minister and people always ask me, I'm fascinated by ministers. What made you want to become a minister? And I'm always fascinated. What makes doctors want to be doctors? What what motivated you to become a doctor? Well, when I was very little, I was very interested in uh, medicine, physiology, anatomy, and I also wanted to help people. There was a time in my life where I was interested in uh, going uh, into uh, the ministry. Uh, I was an acolyte for 10 years at my church, and it all seemed to come together uh, going into medicine, not just for the intellectual curiosities and stimulation, but also primarily because I wanted to help people. Mm. I wanted to touch lives positively, and uh, due to uh, God's guidance and support, I am here as a physician. Wow. It's interesting, Doc. Uh, I've interviewed many doctors on the show here, and almost without fail, Uh, The motivation that many of them share of why they've become physicians was primarily twofold. I wanted to help people. And in some form or fashion, I had a thought or a feeling of wanting to to take my faith and allow it to be utilized in a way, whether from a ministerial perspective or even more informally, to incorporate that with the ability to help people. It's amazing to me that I hear that general relationship of motivation, and I hear that again today. Um, I'm excited with regard to the fact that there, underneath that lab coat is is this heart that beats for a passion of, of God's, God's heartstring and wanting to help people, and um, uh, what a noble vocation you've chosen. Let's talk a little bit about your faith orientation. You you threw that right out there, right off the bat, that, that there is a faith component to you. There was a desire maybe at one time to maybe want to go down the road of ministry. Uh, let's talk about how does your faith empower you, enable you, if you will, to do what you do from a perspective of medicine and science and clinical care of people dealing with sickness and disease? I believe my faith is what drives me in my caring of of my patients. As a cancer specialist, I tell them that they'd be interested to know that I don't treat my cancer patients. I care for them Mm. because there's a a very big difference. It's a huge difference, Doc. I oftentimes will be coming into the office and asking uh, God to to work through me so that I may touch other lives positively. Uh, it's it's something that uh, is very important to me. Uh, I, I don't think that I would be in medicine this long if it were just 
another number coming in to the office so that you can write a prescription and go to the next patient, et cetera, et cetera. And you've been in the practice of medicine how long now, Doc? I've been in medicine many, many years. I graduated from uh, medical school in uh, 1978, and uh, here I am still. Just a mere novice. Yes, (laughs) still with a passion. And uh, I believe that it does make a difference. It makes a difference to me as, as a physician. It's not just a job. Uh, it's it's something that I feel I can touch other people's lives. I can have empathy, compassion. Sure. It's it's a challenge because if one approaches a patient with your arms open and with your heart open to them, you're not that dispassionate, strictly physician-patient relationship. There's a real spiritual bonding connection and when they hurt i hurt yeah when they're not doing well it hurts me Hmm. Uh, there's been more than a few times where there's been mutual tears shed in unison i feel that this is what allows me to touch their lives as a a physician and not just someone who's treating a disease and again, it's a huge distinction, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll add this to the mix of that commentary, Doc. I've, I've often been asked, I travel a lot, I'm on the plane, and I have people ask me, what do I do for a living? And I'll tell them where I work and how long, and I'm going to share the same response to you in relationship to the last point, and I will have people inevitably, without fail, say, how do you do that every day? That's got to be a really hard job. I don't know if I can handle that type of emotional pull on me personally, if if you bring that type of compassion and care, and I certainly know that you do, how do you manage that day in and day out? Because they're still, you've got to take care of you as well, Doc. There's an impact upon you in that regard. It is very difficult. When I, when I finish with a patient, when I finish my day at the office, I am exhausted not just because I go from room to room or go from one end of the uh, center to the other, but I really feel I'm exhausted because when I minister to my patients, mm. so to speak, sure. I, uh, I'm listening to them intently, and I feel that there's an energy through God that really allows me to help them, to listen to them, to give them hope and guidance and I'm exhausted after all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that patients have shared with me uh, independently about what they felt in a very short period of time after meeting me sure. with regards to the relationship that developed, that the, the trust. Yeah. Uh, and I, I truly believe it's more than just coming in with a, a white coat, a tie, and trying to, quote-unquote, act in an erudite manner. Mm. Uh, I think there's something much more uh, to it. It's difficult for me to to do this day in and day out by myself. I could not do this by myself. I can do it because of what God has has blessed me with. Uh, He's blessed me with a wonderful family. Without that family, I, I would not be able to come in and administer to patients uh, with such an open heart. And without God's love, I 
definitely could not do so. When I run in the morning at about 4.30, okay. I, I communicate with, with my God sure. to help me make it through the day and, and to uh, do his, his good work. And, and the whole thing is, is that uh, by having this type of relationship with God, this type of relationship with, with my patients, uh, I really feel that it gives it meaning. I'm more than just an historian. Give me your name, rank, and serial number sure. and say, ah, that's it. A data collector. Exactly. This spiritual approach to life, to my patients, is very, very important to me. And it is something that I feel drives me and gives meaning to my life mm-hmm. and to me as a physician. How important do you think it is, spirituality is, from the perspective of value to the patient? It's important to you, and you've made that, you articulated that very clearly. Being able to communicate that and have that in play for those that that matters to, how important is that to them from a clinical perspective? My feeling is that it's extremely important and very much appreciated by the patients. They uh, come in, they're scared. They're sad, they're anxious, perhaps depressed, worried, uh, and they they meet me. And there's got to be more than just a hello, I'm so-and-so, I'm nice, right? Right. There's something that transcends that, that I feel occurs when one has a, a very spiritual approach uh, to, to one's fellow man, one's patients. And I do feel that so many of them feel it, feel that they are with the right person, the right place. And more than once, it's almost uncanny. They have said God sent them here mm. and that they felt this is where they needed to be. And so with that, then, I guess, and the, and the thrust of, of this conversation, and I was going to go in a completely different direction but again, I think we've been led down this pathway is the argument to continue to be made for making sure that spiritual uh, attention uh, is allowed to be part of the clinical experience really is uh, a crucial component and element of healthcare care uh, that that still needs to have the attention provided that that that's being done and that people have access to that if that's important to them. That's really what I'm hearing you say, Doc. That's what you're yes. being told patients are telling you. Yes, it's it's important. Now, when I go in and see a patient, I don't talk about God. I don't talk about the Bible. I don't talk about anything except to touch their lives as a, another human being, right. as a physician. And by doing so, the the natural response mm-hmm. is very spiritual. Well, it's intrinsic at the end of the day. And, you know, of course, that's a complicated term, but there is something. And again, what I'm hearing here, and I wanted to jump in because spirituality and religion is not necessarily something that's overtly said, uh, a certain look, a costume, or, you know, and and there are those who have taken taken that to that point. But there's an intrinsic communication that when people come into an, a spiritual environment, 
and engage with a, a person who has spiritual awareness, you feel that there's just a sense of that without even being able to articulate it directly that just begins to move upon an individual. And that's what I'm also hearing you say. Absolutely. Uh, when I was on the senior staff at Memorial Sloan Kettering, I was privileged to take care of a, a very, very important uh, person of the cloth. And when this person would come in, uh, the the patients would light up, though they may be sitting in their wheelchairs, head hung over. Sure. Uh, and I saw something very, very special mm. when they would be approached by this person and blessed. When I was behind closed doors with this person, I realized that that was not an act that he treated me as one of his physicians just like he treated his flock. Mm. That it wasn't, okay, now the door is closed. Now you tell me why you didn't come faster. Or tell me how many more treatments I need. And why are you causing me to have these side effects? It was so special that it really was inspiring to me Mm. that lo these many, many years, I... uh, I remember that, that behind closed doors, he cared about me. Well, I remember he came in once and he said, how's that car enthusiast of yours? I said, oh, who's that? He said, your son. Uh, He's 16, right? Yeah, and he wants a car. I said, yeah. <laughs> even though he was going through his challenges mm-hmm. health-wise, which were major, he still cared about me. Yes. And he still cared about our interaction at such a high level. I said, you know, if I can incorporate that so that I can touch other persons' lives in in a positive fashion, that's what I want to do. You know, I am as flawed as so many other mere mortals. Join the club. And I feel that what gives me an uplift in terms of my ability to be spiritual, wanting to touch others' uh, lives positively is these types of experiences, the energy, the communication from God. It may sound sort of weird to some people, but this is what I, I do feel, that I, 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 I have this feeling in me coming from my heart yes. because of my relationship with my God, and I could go into a room and see my patients and not say anything mm-hmm. about, oh, what's your religion? Sure. Do you believe in right. God? Hey, I do. Right. Let me quote this. Let's right. pray. Right. I don't have to do anything, and I don't do anything. Some of the patients have asked if they could pray with me, yes. and they'll they'll say a prayer, and absolutely. But most of the time, it's a very special relationship yes. that transcends the Take a deep breath. Do you hurt? Do you this? Do you that? It's all of that data collection, but then it makes it very, very special in in a way that I'm dealing with a human being. I'm not dealing with millions of cells, and that's it. I'm dealing with a human being that is part of this body that has multiple, multiple different types of organs and, and whatnot. But without their soul and without their spirit, mm. it's just a body. 
when you put it all together, I, I think it's it's something to me that's very special and elevates my relationship with them instead of I'm just another body right. coming in with a mind and I could spew forth things. I could be replaced by a very uh, good computer. Mm-hmm. It will know everything. Mm-hmm. And not get upset if a patient said something right, not right, quite right, nice to that right. and leave the room. But that's not the type of medicine I feel hmm. is is what I want to practice. And I would say most human beings don't want that as their physician. They don't want a robot. Albeit sometimes I do feel some of my f- colleagues in medicine may act like a computer. Got it. Patients have complained to me that, oh, they go into a room the doctor brings in their computer, laptop, they're typing, yep. asking. They don't even look at them, and then they grunt, and then they leave. There's, to me, that doctor may be excellent. He may have gotten all the information he needs, then listen to the lungs or whatnot, examine the patient, and have the assessment, uh, the diagnosis, the plan of action, really excellent standard of care. Yes. But is that care? To me, that is not the type of care that I would want from another human being. Religion, out of that conversation. But with my belief in God and with God's love of me and the blessings, my relationship with my patient transcends all the data collection. And I like to think there's a healing in it. I wish I could cure everybody, but I'm a mere mortal. Yes. But it doesn't mean I cannot administer caring and love and, love and compassion. comfort, yeah. compassion to them. And I can't do it by myself. I am someone who has a great capacity for that. But how can someone who graduated in 1978 from medical school still have that caring, still have that compassion and desire to reach out and touch other people's lives. It's only because of God's love of me and his blessings. The greater one working inside of you and through you. Today, Dr. Lansford Chong, you're my new hero. I thank you for being available. I thank you for being compassionate. And I thank you for being a conduit for the spirit of the living God to flow through with good clinical care in loving his humanity. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you, Dr. Chong and Percy. What a deeply moving conversation. It was. Our spiritual nugget that we opened up with highlights and encapsulates everything that was stated in this interview. Psalms, the eighth chapter, I want to read again, verses three and four. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are so mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Why does God care for us? Because he loves us. And why in this particular case does this doctor care for his patients? Because of the love of God that is in him that is oozing out of him for his patients that he sees. You have a lot more contact with doctors than I do, Percy, but sometimes you just wonder what's going on inside them? What's what's going on in that head, you know? And here we got an inside look today, didn't we? We really truly did, yeah. We don't have the benefit of knowing what's going on inside of the head of a physician when we see them. And again, we're just the next person in line and we're in their office. And so we don't know. Here we hear from a physician who tells us what's going on in his head, 
in his heart, in his mind, and how he is putting all of that into the care of his patients because of the love of God. I liked what Dr. Chong said. When it comes right down to it, he's human. He's, he's not a computer. Computer could do all the data analysis. As a matter of fact, his exact quote was that I could be replaced by a very good computer. Have it Would it not be for the fact that I'm giving compassionate, loving care? I thought it was a great statement. That's what makes the difference. Well, we, uh, we had that extended time with Dr. Chong here today, and I, I think it was worth it, and I hope our listeners did as well. Now, if you'd like to go back and listen again or share this conversation you've heard with someone else, you can do that through our website website health hope and inspiration.com and we have a resource to offer you there as well absolutely seven things you should know about cancer everyone should have some sense of understanding about cancer when they are embracing this conversation and talking with individuals this free downloadable will equip you to have seven things that you should know about cancer for yourself and sharing with others it's yours when you go online to health hope and inspiration.com Percy, thanks for bringing Dr. Chong to us today. Thank you. And again, be blessed, my friend, and continue to be a blessing. We'll see you next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.